Thank you for listening to this programme from the Forever Manchester Radio and Podcast Network. Forever Manchester is a charity that raises money to fund and support community activity across Greater Manchester. Check out forevermanchester.com to find out more. Profoundry is the trading name of Col Skinner, the UK-based digital advertising consultant and strategist. Col works with startups, small medium enterprises, brands and agencies across the world, and he offers strategic digital marketing services that increase a company or a business's return on investment. Col Skinner, welcome. I wanted to talk to you about all sorts, really, but I suppose we could start by talking about Col Skinner. Give us a bit of background about yourself, where you're from. Are you a Manchester lad? Uh, no, um, the accent will be deceiving. Uh, all my family are from Scotland. Uh, I moved, uh, so my mum's from Dundee, my dad's from Edinburgh. I moved to Thailand when I was three months old. And from kind of, three months to about 14 years old, I moved around different countries because uh, my dad worked for the British Council. So we did postings um, in like Poland and Saudi Arabia and Thailand and so on. And then we did Manchester every uh, third posting because um, they've got a headquarters in They Manchester. did, yeah, just across the way from where we are. Yeah, they used to have the big one at what is now First Street. Yeah, the First um, Street development. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I moved around a lot. I went to boarding school for eight years and then did a degree at Huddersfield Uni in marketing and during that degree did a placement year um, in Manchester City Centre and have after finishing that degree, worked and lived in the city centre for 10 years. Obviously not picked up any mankisms in terms of my accent. We're very generically kind of neutral, but uh, yeah, I'm an honorary mank, I'd say. Very good, because you've not picked up much Scottish accent. No, no, no. I've not got any Dundonian, thank God. (laughs) So that's a fair bit of travelling for a youngster, isn't it? Yeah, I wish I'd uh, done it when I was older. I've got a poor memory anyway, so remembering back when I was three months old to 13 or 14, or whatever it was, is quite difficult. Um, So I've done all this amazing travelling whilst I was young, and now I've got the kind of bug to recreate that and get travelling again, to be honest. And talk to me about digital advertising consultancy and strategies. What is that? Uh, What what does that involve? So it's the setup uh, management management and reporting of, of digital advertising campaigns for clients across uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, um, and then essentially Google search, uh, remarketing, which is the concept of, of advertising to people who have already been on your website but haven't converted, haven't uh, produced a sale, um, and display advertising. Uh, so that's my kind of bag, really. Right, so how does uh, you'll have to explain that in layman's terms to me. Uh, so someone comes to me and they want to increase their exposure to a particular audience, um, that are going to buy their service, their product, whatever it is. Um, I match that audience up with demographic uh, information on an advertising platform like Facebook, and I produce either visual image ads or video ads that are then served to those people in the hope that they, through brand awareness, go onto the website, convert in some form, so a lead, a call, a sale, whatever it might be, and then obviously I make that client money and get a return on investment from whatever they're putting into the to me and the advertising itself. Okay, so the purpose is to generate yeah. increased awareness or increased sales? Yeah, or there's always a, a direct objective to achieve. It's not just for the sake of it, unless you have so much money that you can just, for the sake of it, have brand awareness out there to sort of have a constant in people's uh, memories and so on. Brilliant. And over the last 10 years, methods of online communication and the, the development of things such as your Facebook and your Twitter platforms and things like that they've obviously developed you've obviously therefore got to stay one step ahead of the game yeah my services have changed uh, so I started with 10 services I was doing a lot of training and a lot of um, kind of auditing and things um, working with agencies as well and since since 2014 my services adapted to be very much focused on the setup and advertising side um, obviously I always describe it as one of the hardest kind of industries to work in because you have to keep ahead of the game right. and up to date so much more than say print advertising or more traditional forms of advertising and marketing 
setting where stuff hasn't really changed that much in the last 15 20 years things have changed you know monthly in in my industry uh, particularly with the stuff that the, the data issues that are going on with facebook at the moment you know and, and artificial intelligence and things like that are all going to change how i do my job hopefully there is a job there to do uh, in the future I, I think they'll always need a human element to advertising because you're advertising to humans so you know an artificial intelligence is never going to be clever enough to fully get the uh, the nuances of the human brain hopefully where did you get the name profoundry uh so i did like a lot of sort of research into into names and i wanted something that had a, a sort of a hint back to manchester's industrial past um so with a sort of foundry being a kind of uh an industrial kind of manufacturing method or whatever else profound being a kind of deep insight or deep knowledge of something so hopefully i've got quite a decent knowledge of advertising and yeah the kind of combination of the two plus the logo with the uh, the cog and the cursor arrow um, being a kind of hint between kind of the old and the new um, and also a hint of sort of strategy a cog being a kind of strategic um, symbol and then i'm kind of coming in to a business as a, a kind of digital arrow if you will you can because there's loads of different kind of ways to explain it but yeah um, and obviously pro is also professional that's a, a sort of shortened version of that oh it's like a, a kaleidoscopic branding there's lots of, yeah there's lots of kind of different elements within that but yeah that the idea was was something that uh, isn't my name so i didn't want to be cold skin digital or anything like that um i really enjoyed the process of actually starting a brand so i wanted something that gave me a little bit of uh, creative flexibility um, and I wanted something that, that uh, kind of people remembered. It's not just, you know, uh, blue monkey digital or whatever else. People tend to kind of collect two different words, have no real relevance, and then put them together. Now, you know your clients. Does it work very similarly to in business, say, an, an accountancy firm may stay the accountants of a business over a long period of time? Is that the same sort of thing? Do you it's have... a mixture of both. So I've got retained clients that have been with me for four years, um, particularly the local ones. So I've got a local solicitor firm, uh, a local accountancy firm, um, and then I've got um, a car processing company in the States, a Dubai car retailer. So it's not, I had this lovely idea at the start because I was based in the Northern Quarter at the time. I'd been living there for about four years. My accountant was based in the Northern Quarter and my co-working space was based just on, uh, next to Crown and Kettle and Ancoats. And I had this lovely idea that my life would revolve around a kind of 500 meter radius of clients really and it'd be all ultra local. And then when you actually go solo, you realize that financially you need to support yourself and you need to bring in money and you can't be as as picky as you'd like to be so my first client for profoundry was based in putney in london so <laughs> my ideas went out of the window a bit although i've done a lot of work with local businesses but yeah the idea is that people can use me as and when they need to not this concept that I, they're contractually obliged to stay with me which i don't believe in a lot of agencies will go down that route that um, a contract for six months minimum retained and then people will find they, they don't need you or they run out of stock or they want to bring it in-house whatever else People should have that flexibility to pay as you go and pay as you need, not be retained to me. So although I have clients who have been with me a long time, some clients are much shorter, say six-month contracts or three-month contracts, sorry, not contracts, but yeah. relationships. Yeah. There's no contracts for, for any of the work I do, which sort of strikes fear into some self-employed people because obviously <laughs> that means if things go wrong, you haven't got a contract. But if things go wrong the other way, I've got, I've got a very easy way to end a relationship with a client who isn't working how I want to work because I am these days, I mean, into my fifth year, a lot more picky and a lot more choosy about who I work with and trying to spot the the signs of a nightmare client beforehand and, and spot the signs of a, a client that I... Why is that? Have you had experience of nightmare clients? I think I've had a lot less experiences experiences with nightmare clients than some. 
um, but I have had, um, I had a husband and wife owned um, American brand that I worked with. The husband wanted to take the business in this direction, the, the wife wanted to take it in another direction. And on a daily basis, I was having contradictory information thrown at me, which just I just couldn't handle. You know, if you're getting emails through from a client and your heart sinks when you see their name pop up in your inbox, it's time to, to do something about that. So I basically had to sort of end that relationship. Now then, I had a question. It was it was alluding back to your, your brief introduction about yourself there and your dad's work with the British Council, yeah? Mm-hmm. What made you choose Manchester out of all of the other ports of call on your wonderful childhood? Um, I mean, obviously, I, I pursued a, a career in marketing, uh, having done a degree in it at uni. So there's always going to be a language barrier there when you're doing marketing. There's always going to be a desire to work in an environment where English is a predominant language. Um, there was an optional year out during the year uh, during the, uh, the degree. And that's what attracted me to the actual course, this concept that you could come out with work experience, not just a degree. There was no actual digital marketing element to my marketing degree whatsoever, no modules related to digital marketing. Bear in mind, we are talking 2005 to 2009, right. um, which is shocking, but now there is. Um, I was the first person to get a digital marketing-related uh, placement, the first person to do a, a dissertation about search engines influencing by behaviour. And that hadn't existed before. That hadn't existed before. Any form of digital marketing which shows how little uh, kind of influence digital marketing had had in the overall marketing picture. Um, So after I did my my year placement at a media buying agency, um, I just kind of fell for Manchester, really, in terms of I was living in Timpley at the time at my dad's. I was commuting by metro during a very, very rainy uh, summer. Lovely. Um, That's Manchester. Which is when, actually, it was when Rihanna's song uh, Umbrella came out that year. (laughs) Um, and yeah, I just I just kind of fell for the, the city, the convenience of it, the fact that I could walk across from one side to the other in about 25 minutes and mm. these days in particular bump into three people I know on the way yeah. and be able to say hi to them. Okay. Where did your interest in supporting Forever Manchester come from? Uh, so last year, um, obviously there was the Manchester bombing uh, happened. After that happened, I saw, well, felt, saw um, the kind of community in Manchester hold together and Manchester became a really sort of strong brand in itself. I saw multiple kind of people creating kind of logos for Manchester and I felt that I, I had my own idea for a logo for Manchester. I'd obviously been in, living in the centre for nine years by then and I wanted to create something myself, just for myself, that represented Manchester for me. So I went and, and essentially pulled together a logo that incorporated the word Manchester, uh, a form of Manchester B that isn't the standard, and then a, a tagline that for me summed up Manchester at the time, which was in rain we graft, which is a kind of play on in God we trust, but also play on the the kind of through whatever hits the city, uh, what happens to the city, we seem to kind of have the resilience to get through any kind of barrier, whether that's going back way back to the, the poverty of the industrial side of Manchester or the bombing. And I created that and started putting on my own t-shirts and stuff like that, just a bit of kind of a creative passion project of mine, nothing that was meant to, to go anywhere. And then my girlfriend, I gave her a T-shirt and she wore it into work and people started wanting them. So I, because I'm a digital marketer, knew that I could create a a shop very easily using Shopify as a platform, Um, created that, started to get sales through that and started to realize that I wanted to support a, a cause with this, not just profit from it. I felt that the various funds for the bombing had, had achieved what they were trying to achieve and didn't necessarily need, need my support and wanted something that's, that's ongoing, not just a cause that's kind of in the past. And, uh, and obviously Manchester has its, um, a lot of its sort of own issues and so on. So I know loads of people in my network who are ambassadors of Forever Manchester um, and it just seemed like a, a kind of perfect 
charity uh, cause to support. I wanted something which had Manchester in the in the actual the titles was an additional kind of a box to tick because then it was instantly. Uh, recognizable who that, that's supporting my brand is called graft a lot of the logos have manchester in it's very local focused and then obviously a charity that's very local focused just made complete sense graft is basically the result of you designing these t-shirts that your girlfriend then went to yeah. water work yeah exactly so the shop i felt the shop had to have a brand behind it um being a marketer i know that people are more likely to buy from a brand and again i wanted to have fun creating a brand so i went through various kind of northern uh, terms and whatever else and uh, trying to create a brand ended up with the word graft because for me it's all about kind of the hard work element again another trait i think that manchester has from its past and present you know a real kind of hard-working city and yeah essentially created a logo that was a for graft which is essentially a hand holding a a pen slash hammer which is the creative and industrious side of of manchester again had a tagline which is uh, in graft uh, we trust which again is kind of putting <laughs> your faith in hard work yeah. not just uh, hoping and then from then, I've just created different logos. I've got our Give Them Hell, Our Kid uh, design. I've got our This Is Manchester, We Do Things Differently here, which, of course, is the Tony Wilson tagline that he created. Yeah. Just had fun with it. It's, it's, it's given me an excuse to create different designs, and I've always loved that part of creating a business. So I thought, why not have a business that lets me do it regularly? And I've now put different logos available on, you know, on clothing, on uh, wooden key rings, on wooden combs. We're testing a concept for a wooden postcard at the moment. A wooden um, postcard, that sounds interesting. Yeah, we've got the concept down. Um, it's just being able to write on it is the, uh, the tricky bit. So we're playing around with the idea of transparent stickers that let you keep that, that grain, the real wood behind it, without covering it up. It's all kind of, the idea is it's... it's it's souvenirs and, and uh, kind of for the locals, not for not just for the, for the visitors. It's things that people who live in Manchester and understand Manchester and, and get it kind of it resonates with them. I always say like it's a merchandise store, it's a souvenir store, and it always sounds really kind of um, standard and tacky. But I'm what I try and produce is unique merchandise that you can't just go into your local kind of Manchester, I don't know, news agent or whatever, and grab. The idea is it's a play on on things that you do see so if we're doing key rings there they're made of cherry wood they're you know really really detailed stuff that you don't see you know wooden combs are a rare thing um wooden magnets rather than kind of necessarily the sort of tacky plastic stuff it's all stuff that's trying to give a bit of heart behind it and shown like the hard work's gone into it kind of thing i'm proud to say and graft i'm sure are proud to say that the number of their products and i think it's 71 items currently probably is about that with all the different clothing and so on yeah. contribute donations to forever manchester to help fund and support community activity across the greater manchester area 71 items that's really yeah. good. So this has gone from just a couple of T-shirts and a couple it's, of yeah, designs. It's mad. So again, I wanted to source locally as much as I could from the manufacturers as well and the printers. Um, and yeah, with with drop shipping. So drop shipping is the concept that um, I can set up a design to go on a particular item, and then that item is only produced when someone orders it on the website. So you're not having any wasted stock, which is critical for a small business. You're only producing yeah. that item when someone has asked for that item to be produced. And with a sort of three-day turnaround with a local manufacturer, it's very easy for me to offer multiple different items, whether that's tote bags or T-shirts, whatever it is, and have a sustainable business that's not producing lots of wasted stuff. So it yeah. can be made to... So I can change, change colours, change sizes, formats very, very easily. So we have a, a section of the site that's essentially there for anyone who wants to customise an item they can request. Can I have it on this colour, that colour? And within reason, we can do it. 
where can the graph stuff be bought? So the wooden comb selections are in uh, Mr Beardmore's in Northern Quarter and Jersey Street Social Club in Ancoats. The key rings are in uh, Zypher Blatt in Northern Quarter, Zypher Blatt in Media City and Ancoats General Store in Ancoats. As well as being the designer and the manufacturer and the producer, do you actually then have to go out and actually find stores and locations where the graft products can be housed and homed? And yeah, so I'm I'm chief cook and media. bottle washer. Yeah, yeah, it's all on me. I'm using social media to find stores that want to stock um, stuff. I'm trying to move across to sort of uh, Spinningfields Deansgate way. So if anyone does want to stock any of the uh, magnets, key rings, wooden combs, that kind of thing, um, obviously get in touch. How do they get in touch with you? So they can tweet or find us on Instagram at wearegraft. You can email hello at graft.shop. That's the two best ways. It's brilliant. It's lovely to talk to you, yeah? And we're going to wrap up now, but we always end our little chats with people with a bit of a Mancunian-related quiz. It's very simple, like favourite Manchester pub. Uh, at the moment, Seven Brothers in Ancoats. Favourite Manchester building? Ooh, uh, that's a good one. <laughs> I'm going to say my office, Beehive Mill, um, which is a, literally it's where Sankey's used to be. It's a, an old soap mill. Beehive Mill in Ancoats. Yeah. Favourite Mancunian? Ooh, uh, I'm going to say Tony Wilson because he gave me the great quote that, that for me summarises uh, Manchester. And obviously, I've, I've put that into my own design. So We do things differently around here. Uh, Listen, it's lovely to chat to you. Thanks for coming to have a chat with us and all the very best with what you do and all the very best with the ongoing development of Graft. Thank you. Cheers. If you enjoyed this episode of Forever Manchester Meets, please go to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts and like and subscribe us with a nice five-star review. If you want to find out more about Forever Manchester and the work that we do in Greater Manchester, please check us out at forevermanchester.com or follow us on the usual social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We are at Forever Manchester. Nice one.